Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Weaves in the lane, kicks it out. Ingles is open for three. He fires and hits. Catch and shoot threes for the Utah Jazz usually lead to great things. And Joe Ingles hits that one. Ingles finds Gobert on a roll. He dunks it. Beautiful finish by Rudy Gobert. Bogdanovich will step in a straightaway three and swish it. And then this pump going back the other way. It's his third three of the night. Three of ten shooting overall. 49-47. Jazz down two. Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder have met twice, both the games in Utah. They split them tonight. They meet in Oklahoma City for the first time with the Thunder lingering just a single game behind the Jazz. They are on a hot stretch here. They're playing really well. They've won 17 out of 22. And PK for the Jazz, everybody's craving a good game, a big game, a performance where they look like a playoff team that can do some damage. March Madness cliche, hashtag. No, 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 that's noise. Make some noise. I'm going to the you NBA version noise. of damage. I'm going to do damage to you, and I'm going to hope that the Jazz make noise. It's going to be so much noise that my neighbors are going to call the police. Nice. That's a good Jazz game right there. <laughs> When's the last time you were somewhere there was so much noise the police had to be called? Uh, I live a different life than you, Dave, so <laughs> I'll just leave that alone. <laughs> A day that ends in Y. Diamond back to that big 3-1-9. Cops come over. It's a party at the Kinahan's house. Go D-backs. All right, that game tips off tonight at 6 o'clock. The pregame show gets underway at 5 right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. It into LeBron up top. Chandler on him. Goes right around him. In the lane. Kick it on the wing. Davis a three for the win. No good. And the Nets hang on and beat the Lakers here in Los Angeles. What a win to start the four-game California trip for the Brooklyn Nets. 104-102 the final. So the Lakers get a couple of big wins. And when you get up for big games, sometimes you have a letdown. Just going to write that one off to a letdown, PK? No, man. The Nets got rid of Atkinson. He sucked. And they get a new coach in there, Jock Vaughn. I mean, you get Jock Vaughn in there. I've always said Jock Vaughn is the most underrated assistant coach in the league. Haven't I said that for years? No, you really haven't. Oh, well, I'm going to start saying it. All right. He was the most underrated assistant coach. Yeah, I think that maybe was a letdown a little bit. Uh, Avery Bradley talking about no sense of urgency. Now, Avery Bradley against the Clippers was 6-12 from three, and that's probably a large reason why they won because he's not that good consistently. I don't know that anybody is for that matter. Certainly nothing against Avery Bradley, but he's just not that good. So he turns around and he goes 2-8. of eight. And this game wasn't on national television, and it wasn't against the rival in the same building that everybody expects you to play for against each other in the third round or conference finals, however you want to call that. And so, yeah, they weren't very good. And uh, the Nets, the uprising that is the Brooklyn Nets, and I haven't forgiven them from the two things. I haven't forgiven the Brooklyn Dodgers for leaving, and I have not forgotten the New Jersey Nets leaving to go to Brooklyn. It's just the way I am. 
Gotta hold a grudge. I'm with you. Oh, you're not. Yeah, I'm holding a grudge against the Chargers from going to San Diego to L.A., and I can find somebody who's uh, mad at the Thunder for leaving Seattle. Sports teams move. People hold grudges. I had no idea the Chargers moved. That's how little I follow them. That's not true. But a very good idea. Two hours. Come on. That's more of a move than the Nets. Well, depending on traffic. <laughs> not really. Yeah. I mean, you just. Um, I could the, get the, the path difference. train and. I'd be right there. The soil of Jersey versus the highfalutin soil of Brooklyn is so much different. You wouldn't know. The Dallas Mavericks went to San Antonio and got beat 119-109. You know, they're in seventh place for a long time now. They're not that far out of fifth and sixth, but it just doesn't seem like they can make a move. Doncic did what he could. He went off for 38 points and eight assists and seven boards. But Porzingis, four of 15 shooting. Yikes. One of eight from three. They could beat 119-109. Yeah, well, you look at the Mavericks. You know, Doncich is a superstar. He's an emerging superstar. No one disagrees with that. And you can make a strong case. He's one of the top five players in the league. And the Porzingis at times is pretty good. But then you get past those two, and I think there's a significant drop-off. Now, any given game, there's not necessarily a significant drop-off. But the level of consistency is not going to be there. And, you know, they were up a fair amount in that game. And then the Spurs took it to them and Dallas right now they've got a great weapon and a pretty good weapon and then depending uh, game to game who's it going to be you're not really sure so it was maybe a little bit of a Bogdanovich thing although Bogdanovich at his best is probably better than everybody on the Mavericks not named Porzingis or Doncic Uh, so they got some pieces to fill when they're good they're really good but then they can also look average is what I think when I watch the Mavericks play. Spurs won the fourth quarter of that game, 36-24. They were down two going to the fourth, and they pulled away and won by ten. Big fourth quarter there. So for the Mavericks, as they stay uh, stuck in seventh place, they are uh, sitting three games behind the Jazz, two games behind the Thunder, who are playing tonight. They're not that far off, but, man, they've been in seventh place for a while now. Clippers also won. They crushed the Warriors, 131-107. to Well, we can get into this the Officials in San Francisco asked the Warriors not to play the game, and the Warriors said, no thanks, we're going to play the game anyway. Now that's kind of a different deal. They're in one, I think one county to the north or two. Is it just is it the next county from Santa Clara? I think it's the next. But... Yeah. So they're not that far away from where, you know, you got another county saying, hey, no gatherings over 1,000, and it seems like multiple sports teams and tournaments are signing off on that. But the Warriors are just a big old, nope, we're doing it. That's a question of the day up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. We'll hit that a little later in the show. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. And he'll dribble down another West Coast Conference Tournament Championship for the Bulldogs. There's the horn. That'll do it. For the eighth time in the last ten years and the 18th time overall, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are the West Coast Conference Tournament Champions. 84-66, the final score. So we were looking forward to BYU and Gonzaga, and St. Mary's wrecked that storyline, and then they provided uh, a little drama and tension for 25, maybe 30 minutes. And then they hit a dry spell. Two baskets in 10 minutes. That's not going to get it done. Gonzaga just pulled away, pushed the lead to 15, and it was over. Easy win for the Zags. They're the conference tournament champs again, and now everybody waits for the NCAA selection show there. Not really not really the drama we hope for there, PK. 
Uh, no, none at all, really, when you think about it. Maybe some in the first half a little bit, I guess, but I don't know that I consider drama in the first half. Right. It has to be deep into the ball game. And, yeah, I didn't think that St. Mary's is a good matchup for Gonzaga the way BYU would have win, but we'll never know because BYU couldn't have, they didn't get it done on Monday, and here we are Wednesday morning, and that still bugs me for their sakes. They really let a golden opportunity slip away. Now, I was on yesterday in Vegas. Um, I had just come from Utah practice, actually, and uh, talking with Gordon and, and uh, Jake Scott, and they were talking about you know how much of a, a loss was it. Was it more than one loss? And I said for BYU, I, you know, I don't think that uh, they were going to suffer greatly as far as NCAA tournament bid, nor do I think St. Mary's is going to suffer greatly. I think they're bids at that point had been established now maybe they could have risen could have gone up if either of them had beat Gonzaga but neither of them did obviously I just think that for BYU's sake because St. Mary's already been there they've won Randy Bennett I think was hired in 2001 and he's won three titles West Coast Conference uh, tournament titles and for BYU this is their chance to finally break through and they didn't I think that's the more stinging portion of the loss is nine years into it they don't have any regular season or conference tournament titles and this season they seem like they had a decent chance and they still couldn't get it done st mary's they won it last year they've got a little bit of a rep they've been in the tournament i think in randy bennett uh seven eight times i want to say so basically uh, think, every other uh, year think, ish yeah i think his turn i think he has played uh i think they won have actually won three games in the tournament and i think they're seven losses so they've established themselves uh and now they'll find out where they go and see if they can find a way to get a win or two in the tournament college basketball today the big sky's getting underway weber state's playing sacramento state at 9 30 in the morning it's a little on the early side southern utah and idaho at noon the utes and oregon state at one o'clock on the pac-12 network it's an 8-9 game. Winner gets Oregon. Uh, they both already clinched winning seasons, and I don't think either one can get to the NIT. I guess Oregon State could if they won and beat Oregon, and it still seems like a reach. So, I don't know. What are they playing for today, PK? There's a game, win it. Other than that, there's no bigger picture, is there? Yeah, I think that, uh, but that, to me, that's, that's enough. I mean, there's a game. You got an opportunity to, if you don't get the NIT, you got an opportunity to win your end your season on uh, two consecutive wins, which for the Utes, any little thing is you're looking for some form of positive as you're trying to build. And the, the last two years, maybe the last three years that I was in Vegas, it was about uh, going to the Utah game with them getting a bye on Thursday and then losing. And so now, find a way to win on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, I can remember going, and they played the first game, which is noon Vegas time, and they beat uh, Washington, and then they got sl- uh, slaughtered the next year by uh, next game, I should say, by Arizona. But nevertheless, they you know they won a ball game, and for them, I went to their practice yesterday, and I asked Larry, I said, uh, you know, this time of year you see seniors, and they have a level of desperation and, and urgency because this is it for them. They recognize that it's coming to a close. They got nothing left beyond this, so many of them. And they play with, like, you know, life-or-death attitude. Well, you don't have any. You just got one. 
And he said, yeah, I've been telling him for the last two weeks, you don't have to play. I don't have to wait until you're a senior before you play with this great level of urgency. <laughs> so uh, see what they got, you know, and Gotch is back and he's healthy and he's a good player. Now they said Jones was going to be out, uh, not going to be able to play. So that's a blow. Uh, but uh, I think that, you know, when you're playing, at least at minimum for some personal pride going on here. And so you try to win the ball game and, you know, probably not going to win tomorrow, but worry about tomorrow if you get an opportunity to worry about it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. USC implementing attendance protocols. They're going to ban fans from home athletic events starting today and running through March 29th in response to the coronavirus outbreak. We're seeing a few things done in uh, the L.A. area, the Big West Tournament isn't going to have any fans there. Not that they have a lot of fans, probably one or 2,000 people, but they're not going to have any fans there either. Former Michigan State Recruiting Director Curtis Blackwell filed a new lawsuit in state court alleging more recruiting violations and wrongdoing committed by the football program under former coach Mark D'Antonio. Illegally and secretly taping practices of opposing teams. There's some dirty stuff. Visiting recruiting homes, uh, soliciting improper benefits for family members of recruits and tampering by contacting players enrolled at other NCAA schools to recruit them. If this doesn't get settled, we get depositions and more details. But the FBI investigation doesn't seem to be turning the NCAA tournament upside down, does it? So no matter what gets thrown out there, I got low expectations for anything coming out of this. So all that was uh, relating to Michigan State? Michigan State football. Correct. Yeah. Ah, uh, no wonder. I was wondering why the Patriots hired D'Antonio. Now I know. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Former Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski nearing a deal to join WWE. Yak is fist pumping right now. He'd just be funny to see doing the promotion. That's why they hired him. He's got a name. People a lot, right? Two NFL teams have proposed adding a sky judge, a booth umpire, to games. It's among seven rule proposals that will be discussed at the annual league meetings later this month in Palm Beach, Florida. The sky judge, oh, just be sky. part of the recruiting team. I thought team. You'd have a, we'd have a helicopter guy just up there and he'd be <laughs> looking down with binoculars. I like it. Should, <laughs> should always be somebody in the blimp wearing the striped shirt. Looking down. Looking straight down. And then he can he can throw the flag, which, of course, it has to be weighted so it gets down there. In time, in yeah. In timely fashion. Gets caught by a gust of wind, ends up in the upper deck. No, there's a flag. Well, yeah. Look over here. It leaves a crater that's about and three the players feet deep. Are, yeah. Players would be yelling incoming. All sorts of entertainment that you could add. Exactly. Forget WWE. Gronkowski's going to want in on this. And then if it hits the guy whose the penalty was on, he has to sit out the rest of the quarter. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up today, Tim Lacombe is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Jazz radio studio analyst Barry Trammell, sports columnist for the Oklahoman, and News OK, newsok.com. That's at 9 o'clock. Also got the question up on our Facebook page, what do you think ought to be done with fans at sporting events and the events themselves. We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.